Yeah, I was just working out alone. I had like the occasion. So a couple of my other friends, they did, they do a different programming and we like maybe once a week meet up and be like, all right, what's on your program? Like maybe I'll do that workout with you. And so, but yeah, ultimately alone. So. And this, you said this gives you a different energy and a vibe and you yeah. think it's good for you. Yeah. Carrie is just everything. She's just so disciplined and regimented and just like so committed. And I don't want to say that I'm not those things. I'm just a little more like a little more easygoing with it. And the amount of like dedication, dedication that she has into CrossFit is um, something I don't think you see in a lot of athletes. And I just knew that that's what I needed to like surround myself to get to the next level. So even just being around Carrie and seeing her like greatness is a really good opportunity for any athlete, so. Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer and I am the Clydesdale. My friends Amy Radowski, Charlie Yodi, Kat Shear love fitness as a sport as much as I do. We are all 40 plus Masters Age athletes who give all we have to lead a healthy, active life. We also want to bring you athlete interviews, human interest stories, and all the news surrounding the sport of fitness. If you like what you hear, consider giving us a five-star rating and writing a review. We are also available with full video on YouTube at the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast, as well as all traditional podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Clydesdale underscore fitness and friends. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast. Hey, Daniel, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. So you my guys- name is my name is Scott. I'm the one that's been texting you. Okay, yeah. This is awesome. my co-host, Amy. Hi there. Amy, hi. Nice to meet you. Nice to nice meet to you. Both of you. So um, we're, we're really laid back. We just want to have a conversation with you. Um, we've talked to Justin Cutler and uh, all of your, your group there in, in Vegas. Um, over the course of the last year. So you're kind of like the last nail in that, in that, in that big piece, but oh, so yeah. we just wanted to kind of learn about you and kind of learn what's going on. Uh, maybe a little bit about your background and then what the future holds for you. For sure. Yeah. Okay. And then some fun questions at the end, just uh, to kind of rip through some stuff, but awesome. Uh, the record button's already hit. So We'll go ahead and get going for our listening audience. And for those of you on YouTube, this is our guest, Danielle Brandon. Uh, She is a two-time CrossFit Games participant and 10th place finisher in 2019 and got the privilege of doing the demo team this year at the very reduced uh, CrossFit Games uh, in Aromas, California. So welcome, Danielle. How are you? Thank you. I'm so good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. So uh, I want to start with kind of this crazy year. Um, it has been, I actually met you at the May or at the Mayhem Classic. Yeah, I remember May, that. And it was, you know, the season had just started. We we're kind of rolling up and you, you kind of showed yourself big at the Mayhem Classic. You were hanging in there with, with Tia and Christy. 
uh, in that top three the whole weekend. Uh, so how were you feeling early in the season before everything kind of hit? Yeah, so before Mayhem, and I had kind of decided to do the Mayhem comp last minute. Um, if I remember correctly, like the open didn't go super great. So I was kind of on like the edge in qualifying through the open. So I was like, okay, I need to set myself up, self up with some sanctionals so I can, if I don't qualify through the open, I'll qualify through a sanctional. So did mayhem, and I think I surprised myself and um, probably other people at uh, just how well I did do. Um, I didn't think I felt as fit as I did until I went into that competition, um, and it was nice to be able to test myself against like Tia and Christy. Um, obviously, just because they're amazing athletes and have done so many things in CrossFit already. Um, so yeah, at that point in the season, I was feeling really good. So. Yeah, and I, and I would say you pushed Tia quite a bit. Like, you really went after her um, and showed yourself really well. And so that was really cool. Yeah. So then it, it wasn't very long after that <laughs> that yeah. kind of COVID struck. And we really only had Wadapalooza, and then everything kind of got right. shut down. Yeah. And, and so how did you start feeling as everything started getting canceled throughout the rest of the year? Um, so after Mayhem, I was, I maybe took like a little time off to like explore Nashville and then, oh man, what a crazy year. Um, so I took some time off and then ended up not going to Wadapalooza, um, cause I kind of secured my spot at, um, the Mayhem Classic and I was doing so much traveling and had some things come up for Wadapalooza. So I didn't do Wadapalooza. Um, I was still training pretty normal just because it was so early and we didn't know anything for sure yet. And the games were still like so far away at that time, you know, so I was still training pretty normally. Um, I would say then early on COVID COVID season. And you got to participate in the rogue uh, online competition because you were a top 10 athlete mm -hmm. from the year before. Um, and that was very different. You know, yeah. working out in your own gym, no music. I actually was a judge for one of the athletes during that competition, and it was really weird. Yeah, it was rough. I was, uh, I'm so happy they put it on, but man. So, yeah, that was really hard for me. And uh, Murdy just kind of, when it comes to online competitions, I just don't thrive well. Um, and typically the style of the workouts, um, aren't great for me. And of course being there, we had no music too. So that added like another element and, um, yeah, it was really awkward being stared at by a lot of people, especially when the competition didn't go that great for me. Um, I had some back injuries that, uh, I was not prepared for, so kind of blew up there. And so having people stare at you while you cry and work out is uh, something I don't want to experience again. But props that, to them for making it happen, for sure. That's a weekly occurrence for me. I was gonna, that's how I feel during the Open. I've definitely flicked some of my judges off. Um, oh, yeah. During the Open. But luckily, they're just close friends. And I'm not trying to qualify. So. Right. Oh, my gosh. It happens to all of us. Yeah. yeah. So you make it to you make it to the games, the first phase one, which yeah. again is now online and not really optimal for the for the athlete that you are. Right. Um, 
but you do it and you do fairly well, probably not where you wanted to end up, uh, but 15th. Um, so not too bad. How, how did that weekend go for you? Um, it was, I didn't really know where I was at, like fitness wise. Um, Rogue set me back quite a bit. Like it really messed up and jacked up my back. And so I wasn't able to train the same. And then when the first phase showed a lot of barbell, I was like, oh shoot, like this is kind of the one, you know, a lot of the deadlifts, overhead squats, um, thrusters. Those were a lot of the movements I couldn't like do as much that I wanted to do in preparation for the games. Um, and then I was dealing with like a shoulder injury. So like pull-ups and just a whole bunch of handstand pushups I hadn't done in months. So it was kind of weird. I didn't know where I was at. Um, but I learned so much and I had the opportunity to have Justin there with Carrie and Bethany. And so that was kind of where I met Justin and it was cool to see like the coach to athlete relationship in person because I'm so used to sports and having a coach, but I didn't know what that would look like in CrossFit necessarily. So it was nice to see that. And I just learned a lot by how unprepared I was for workouts. You know, Carrie would have like this set warm up. She'd have like a strategy and game plan going into workouts. And I was like, I'm just going to do me. I'm going to do what I normally do and uh, learned a lot from it. So learned a lot on every workout and kind of my potential, what I need to do and work on, of course. So, so up until, up until now, you have really gone coachless. Yeah. Yeah. So I've just basically, I think I dabbled. So I did at my old gym in Sacramento, the owner did like a competitor's programming. So I did that and he didn't coach us. We just like followed the program. And then I switched to misfit and I was doing misfit leading up to the 2019 games and then right after the 2019 games, my friend was like, oh, I'm going to do mayhem programming. So I was like, okay, that sounds cool. So then we just, we just, I just like program hopped a lot and uh, haven't really ever had a coach. So, <laughs> so you're, you finished 15th and we're going to come back to the Bethany and Carrie thing in a minute. Um, yeah. But so you do that and then you get a, a call, an email, a DM from Dave. Oh yeah. So I got a, what did I, I think it was email okay. and it was from, uh, I think it was from Wilson. Yeah. It was from Wilson in an email saying like, and I think it was literally like two or three days before, <gasps> you know, it was like a Tuesday or Wednesday. I don't even remember. And they were like, Hey, like, do you want to be part of the demo team? Like we have a, uh, I knew Saxon was part of it. They're like, Oh, we have like one other two other dudes who are doing it. And I was like, sure, why not? I should just go for it. And yeah, but it was like two days before or something. We like and were you to- in Sacramento at that point? Yeah, I was in okay. Sacramento. So I okay. knew like Del Mar wasn't that far. Okay. I was like, this could work. <laughs> so, so you show up, do you yeah. get to test everything? Uh, so we didn't test like every single workout. Um, I think we got to test a majority of them. Like we got to do the trail run, the sprint. Um, we got to do the thruster one. Um, what else? Like what other workouts were there? Sadly, like the what one? Oh, the the bike. bike That was, I was so happy. We got to test that one. And the, the toast of our lunge one we got to do. 
So I think really like the big one, we didn't get to do event one, but I ended up doing that at home anyways. And then the final we didn't do, which I'm now not about. So <laughs> what about the, what about the swim? Um, <clears throat> oh yeah, we got, we got to do a little bit of the swim one, which was really cool. That one was like, yeah, that was a really good event. So what was your favorite of what you tested? Oh, I mean, of what we tested, I actually really loved the trail run and the bike one was so freaking cool. And I'm so glad that we got to test it because that's just an event. Like, you know, you won't, you can't mimic it, mimic it exactly the way yeah. it was games at home ever, you know, like event one, I could do at home. Um, even like the final event I could do at home if I wanted to realistically, but like that bike event, there's, you can't mimic that exactly. So and you really can't cool. mimic the, you can't mimic the trail run and you can't exactly. mimic like happy star did you do that right. one right yeah we got to we did that one twice yeah we had to do that one twice i think i don't think three times two so, times so. so the big question is when you tested the trail run did they tell you you had to do it in reverse no so <laughs> before yeah so like Jackson knew because he had already tested it but he wasn't allowed to tell us anything and he was awesome and like didn't even give us like any clues the only thing everyone was like oh like all the um the rosty guys were there when they did it so then they're like found out that we were doing it again and they're like good luck like this is a unique trail run and i'm like what's so freaking unique about a trail run like what is gonna happen i was like is there something at the like at the end of it like what i was so confused so when we when we started and then I got to that turnaround point it was funny because when I was coming down like that last hill Saxon and Chandler were like walking back up and I was like oh are you guys done and they were like yeah like we're come on let's go Danielle so I thought they were just cheering me on and little <laughs> did I know like I ran like 50 more meters and Dave's like yeah dude again and I was like all right this makes sense like it kind of just like made sense in my head because the first lap was, it would have been too easy. So I knew there was something more. So, so the guys did you wrong. They did. They freaking, <laughs> they're like, yeah, let's go. Come on. And I was like, oh my gosh, you guys. So, but I got him back. I got him back by uh, passing Chandler. So. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we are actually friends with Saxon. <clears throat> he yeah. actually works out at our gym occasionally. Um, right. And that's who I had to judge at the, at the rogue. Oh, awesome. Um, and so it's funny cause he's, he's such a good guy. Like I would not I picture know. him doing you wrong. I as know. You're downhill. <laughs> he loved it. He loved it. So what I found interesting about the demo team this year is in a lot of times in the past, it's kind of, uh, you, you've been around a long time and we want to reward you by being on the demo team. Mm -hmm. and this year, you guys are all like on the cusp, young, yeah. ready to like make your stake in the games. And so how fun was it to hang out with Saxon and Chandler for the, for the weekend and kind of just absorb what was going on and, and use that to help you in the future? Yeah, it was, I mean, first like hanging out with them was super fun because I've never hung out with either of them. So just to make more friends in the CrossFit community is really fun for me. And even like meeting Saxon, he is just crazy. He's such an underdog and he's an amazing athlete. And I never would have known that 
if I didn't get to go on the demo team. And I don't think like, I think he surprised a lot of people too, like the whole weekend. Um, and when he was out there a couple weeks before. So that was just really amazing to see. Like, I hope we're like, I consider us friends now. And I'm like, dang, like my friend, he's really good at CrossFit. So I'm excited for him and his future. And, um, and yeah, I got to learn so much because it gave me a lot of confidence getting to do the events and then kind of comparing my times. So that just gave me and Saxon and hopefully Chandler all the confidence that like, hey, we could we can hang up there with them too, you know, and we actually got to do them, do the events. So it was real, um, like real, a real good comparison. So yeah, and, and you if guys, not, I would have been at home, mopey, and been like, I'm not even going to watch the games. I'm sad. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, like, I was really lucky to get to do that. Well, and you you guys are kind of, you're similar athletes in that, like, you seem to thrive better in those big moments with yeah. with a crowd, with people cheering, and right. and those outdoor events that aren't typical in the gym. Right. Um, and so it's, it's cool that you guys kind of hooked up and, um, yeah. and became friends because I think you are similar athletes and might, might be able to help each other as you move forward. I think so too. I'm, I'm trying to get them to come out here to Vegas. So I'm like, I want to train with you. I want to, <laughs> you'd be such a cool training partner because we are so similar, but he's doing things in Ohio, I guess. Yeah. I'm, I'm still kind of mad at him because he was our first ever interview and we did them in person. It was pre COVID yeah. And the, the idea was to work out with the athlete and then do the interview. Oh I was so dog tired at the end of that thing. I, I could barely breathe to do the interview. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he is. He's a machine. He made, he's us so do, he made us do Tabata assault bike. Oh my gosh. He knew. He knew how to get to you. He, oh. he did you dirty. But <laughs> no. we did recover and, and he, he's awesome. So. Oh my gosh, he is, yeah. So Danielle, what was your athletic background prior to CrossFit? Yeah, um, so in high school, well, growing up, um, I started gymnastics and I got to a pretty elite level, did that for a really long time, then got super burnt out, classic, and quit gymnastics, but luckily I was able to then try all these other sports, and I did track and field and swimming and diving. And I did those all throughout high school. And then when it came time for college, I kind of had to pick where I wanted to go, track and field or swimming and diving. Ended up choosing track and field and then uh, did that throughout college. So so, so I actually came up as a swimmer. I, I swim in college. Um, oh, yeah. When you say swimming and diving, it's very rare that there's a swimmer and a diver. You did yeah. both? Yeah. So I actually did both just because I had the gymnastics background. So, of course, and I knew the diving coach and there was no way she was going to not let me not make me dive. And then when they saw like how fit I was, the swimming coach was like, well, we want her too. So they like made me swim and do both. And yeah, I think I was the only like legit swim and diver. So yeah, yeah, my, cool. senior, my senior year in high school, I dove as a, just a, just for to fun. do. And I get, <gasps> got disqualified after three dives. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Why? Because Why? I cr crow hopped on the diving board oh, to get a bigger bounce. I'm like, does that even happen? That's yeah. so funny. Oh man, that's good. Not good, yeah. but you tried. So you, so what events did you swim? 
Um, so I did freestyle. I did just 100 meter and 50 meter. I would say 50, I did quite a bit. And then I did IM and 100 butterfly. And then whatever relays they threw me in. So, but I would say like main ones were 100 meter butterfly and 50 meters uh, freestyle. Nice. So. And so you, you were, were you would had to make the choice of one or the other when you went to college? Um, I got recruited for both. Um, but a lot of the, they wanted me to do a lot of platform diving. And I was like, you know, cause I just did, what is it in, um, in high school is three meter, a three meter board or whatever. And a lot of colleges were like, yeah, we'd have you do that. But also you are really good at, um, just rotation and twisting. So we'd want you to try out our platform diving team. And I was like, Oh, that's a little scary for me. But <laughs> So, yeah, because that's, that's um, 10 meters, right? Yeah, it's freaking high. I don't know. It's <laughs> way different than three meter. It's not like you're bouncing off a little board. You're, yeah, you're 30, 30, 30 plus feet in the air. Yeah. So, but I, yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. I really don't know what I would have chosen because I seriously loved both. Like I really loved swimming, but diving was so fun too. So. I don't know what I would have chosen if they made me. What did you do in track and field? So I did 400 and pole vault. I did mainly in high school. I focused a lot on the 400 and like four by four and um, relays, 200. And uh, I hated pole vault in high school. I really did. I threw so many temper tantrums. I hated the workouts. I was like, I want to do a better workout rather than these little like hundred meter sprints and like 30 yard dashes. I was like, I want to go do a real workout. So I hated pole vault and I never wanted to work on it. But then when I got recruited for the 400, they were like, Oh, we see you did pole vault. So uh, we're going to make you practice with the pole vaulters for a little bit and see if we can use you there too. So ended up liking it more in college, but I did not like it in the beginning. So Talk funny. about talk about a scary event. Yeah, <laughs> and it was, it's scarier uh, the more that you don't know about it. And since I did, <laughs> since I hated it, I was like, I don't want to know anything about this sport. So I'd always just wing it, and I was just, I was just like a super aggressive pole vaulter. So like literally, just run down the runway of the pole, stick it in last minute, and then do whatever I could and land. Got, where you yeah, land. Really scary. <laughs> huh? I said, and land where you land, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so my coaches made me put a lot more time into it, though, because they thought I was really scary to watch. So <laughs> I got better, and <laughs> I got better, and uh, became pretty good. So that's great. So I know, I I think in my research, I know that you had dabbled in CrossFit like since high school. Yeah. And, and it appears that you've, you did the open from like the age of 18 on. Yeah, I think like nine, like 18 or 19. Yeah, whatever age I was the first year. And so you never finished really bad in the world. I mean, I think the worst <laughs> was like a thousand. Yeah. And, and, and that's when you were just dabbling. Yeah, I think that was in like. 2015 or 16 I think I was my first open I did when I was like 15 or 16 and I didn't even I barely did CrossFit but the coaches were like she's fit like let's make her do the open and I I did so bad that <laughs> was not good 
what you say is bad, I would say would be a miraculous finish for me. Oh um, my gosh. <laughs> but, for what they expected, it was bad. And but then after that, you still finished like like 140, 140 something was your worst finish after that first year. Dang, I don't even I don't even remember, I don't remember. <laughs> But. Yeah, it's it's like one one forty something is your worst finish okay. oh, worldwide gosh. after that. Gosh. So oh, what gosh. I found what I found interesting is you did the open and you finished really high, and you never got to regionals. Yeah, freaking sucks. So <laughs> yeah, I uh, I think my it was my sophomore year of college, I believe. I think her. So it was in, I think my first, you probably know more than I do. My first open was in like 2014. I think and so. And so I, I remember, yeah, it was like, I started college my freshman year and then hadn't been doing CrossFit for a while, but clearly like started and need to, needed to do some more exercise because uh, freshman 15 is really real for anyone, even if you're really active. And so found CrossFit in 2014, started it, and then, like, a month later was the Open, and, uh, actually, no, oh, my gosh, my story is, like, all messed up, I think that year I didn't do the Open, it was 2015, I did the you, Open, you did it in qualified. 14, you skipped 15, okay. and then did it in skipped, 16, okay, I skipped 15, because I was really sick, and I got, like, mono and strep throat, and all of that, freshman year of college, and, uh, yeah, did it, and then, it, that year I qualified for NCAAs for track and field. And so, and it was the same exact weekend as regionals. Oh no. And I like, <laughs> yeah, I like, and for that first year making regionals, I was like, you know, I was like, whatever track and field is still like a priority of mine. I'm sad that I can't go to regionals, but whatever, you know, first year. And then again, the next year, it happened again and I made NCAAs and it was the same freaking weekend. And I was like, no way. At that point I was like, I just like, I wish I could, I did not want to go to NCAAs. I wanted to go to regionals, but I was a scholarship athlete. And yeah. uh, so, and then I think third, third year, same thing. It was the same weekend. So I had to decline every year. They're like, Daniel Brandon, like, are you going to accept your regionals invite? Like, where are you at? And I'm like, Nope, sorry, I can't go. Like, give it to someone else. But. So that's that's three years in a row. You qualify I, for regionals and like, the NCAA's the at the same time. Yeah, like switch up the freaking regionals weekends. Like, <laughs> but but I think it was really cool. One of the years that I declined, my training partner actually got to go. So like, mm -hmm. since I declined, she got to go. So it was pretty cool. At least I got to do that and knew who it was. And then when you finally get done with college, they get rid of regionals. Yeah. <laughs> no way. I remember that day when they got rid of regionals and I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, this is my <laughs> last year and I can actually go. I'm done with college, done with track and field. I was like, I guess I'll make the games in like three years. I was like, whatever. Regionals couldn't have been that cool. Yet everyone tells me all the time. Oh, remember regionals? And I'm like, yeah, I know. No, I wasn't there. Yeah. Do you remember exactly. NCAA? No, you weren't. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you weren't. There. I was. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. So 2019 comes, no regionals. You've <laughs> yeah. got to get in another way. And mm -hmm. and how what was that process for you? that year um, did you make it through the open or did you have to yeah, go through a sanctional 
Yeah, it was through the open. Awesome. So you get in, and that was the year we didn't know really what was going on. So right. you probably didn't even know you were in until no. after. Yeah, and like my approach to the open that year was like, la-di-da, I don't care. Like whatever happens, happens. Like I'm not going to make the top 20 to make the games. You know, like I was like, I haven't even appeared at regionals. Like I don't know what kind of athlete I am. So I think it was, I did like the first workout and I like didn't record it. I like didn't do any of that. And I, I was, I fucked up because I should have recorded it because I did so good on it. And I was like, shoot, like I need to redo this, redid it, recorded it. Didn't do as great. I was really like, I was working a lot at that time and couldn't uh, kind of give my best go on a second time. So did really bad and was like, whatever. I, at least I recorded it. And I think second workout came, I did pretty good. I did okay. And then by the third workout, I think I did good again. And the owner at my gym was like, you should probably take the open seriously. He's like, I think you kind of have a shot at making the games. And I was like, I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, let's just see how it goes. So then by the end of the five, like, I was like, I'm right there. I think I was like 16th and I was like, no way. Like, if I hang on, that'd be pretty cool, but I didn't want to get my hopes up. So. Yeah. So, yeah. so you make it to the games that year. Did you do many sanctionals that first year? I didn't do any. No, I thought that was the case. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I think that was like, like I've never done like many individual comps. So. so, so you get to the games is really like your first big cr CrossFit event. It is. It really was. It seriously was. Like talking about flying by the seat of your pants. I know. I had no idea what I was doing, but it's fine. And so you get there and it's the year of the cuts. Yeah. And, and so what are your thoughts? Like, were your thoughts like, I need to get out ahead so that I don't get cut? Like, cause I don't I, know what's coming. I don't know what's. I literally had no strategy because I was like, this is my first games, like, you know, they announced the first workout and I was like, I've never done legless rope climbs. I was like, I was like, all right. I, I was like, I know I can lift the weight. I was like, I can run oh, kind of at that time, you know? So like, all right, let's go. And I came out so hot. Like I tried to keep up so hard and I died and uh but like legless rope climbs like that's such a movement you have to play your own game like you cannot yeah. pace off of anyone else or you're you're dead because once your legless are gone they're freaking gone and I think I failed like three rope climbs and I was just like but I was just like I was like I'm at the CrossFit Games like I'm chilling I'm happy like I'm failing these legless but whatever my judge was like why are you smiling like why are you so happy I was like well, I don't know, like, <laughs> I'm gonna get eventually, hopefully. And so finally, I think I made it and it was a big accomplishment. But I thought I was cut even after that first event. I was like, I freaking died, but luckily didn't get cut. And so it's basically just survived every workout because I had no idea where I stood against these people, you know, against these freaking all of these amazing games athletes. So I was like, let's just take one workout at a time. And every workout that I didn't get cut, I was like, all right, on to the next, you know. So you actually did way better than not just getting cut. You, 
you made it all the way to the last cut. Yeah. Yeah. And and you won an event, right? Or, yeah, or two. I think. I think Even better. Yeah. I, I know I remembered I remember distinctly the the sprint. Oh, okay. Yeah. You won that one, right? It was the no, I won like the handstand. It was like the it was the event name was called Second Cut. Okay. Because I remember I was pissed okay. because of such a lame named event to win. I have the plot and people are like, oh, does that mean like you, like you made it, you got cut in the second cut? And I'm like, no, that's the name of the event I won. So uh, like, yeah, yeah. That does suck. I know it's okay. Right. <laughs> but, so but yeah, won the handstand one. So you made it all the way to the sprint and that's where the last cut was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you were that person right outside the cut line. The heartbreak spot. Right. Eleventh. Didn't make it in. Yeah. So the rest of the weekend goes on and you don't get to participate on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. And then it comes out months later that someone cheated. Yeah. Yeah. And they get disqualified from the game, from their Mm -hmm. standing, and you move up to 10th place. Mm -hmm. But you still didn't get to compete on the weekend. No, it's, it's like the NCAA I, came in and said, we're going to schedule something. Exactly. They were out to get me again. Uh, they don't want me there. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I think I got an email. I don't even remember. Or I think I, maybe I found out through Instagram first, like someone messaged me and was like, yo, look at this article that just came out. And I was like, no way. I like, I, probably for the longest time, I like wasn't mad. I was like, whatever. Like, my what first year, game, my goal was like top twenty. Like, and that was big for me, only because people were like, "No, Danielle, you need to strive for higher." So I was like, "Okay, top 20, you know. And so since I had already got eleventh, I was already like so thrilled and like, "Dang, this is amazing!" You know, for my first year is more than I even asked for. So I like was not mad at all. I was like, whatever, you know, she can go right up, but I still got 10th. Cool. And, but then like within this past like year, I think I've been like much more mad. I'm just like, dang, like just the amount of more opportunities I could have had because of a higher placing, you know, not even just money, like, you know, like more money too, but like the amount of things I probably would have done getting a higher placement, you know, like in the more, in the much, the bigger confidence that I would have had because of that. And like, she kind of took that all away. So at first it wasn't a big deal, but then the more, more time that went on, the kind of uh, more mad I got. So. When this last year, it's been that shift to that, that athletes can sustain themselves and be a professional CrossFit athlete. Exactly. And having that top 10 status and that exposure for two days mm-hmm. with just nine other women would have given you more sponsorship possibilities, right, um, exactly. more partnerships with people that could help you through the year. And so I totally get that. And it's, yeah. it's realistic to be upset. Yeah. Um, because you're tr- I'm sure you're trying to sustain yourself as a professional athlete. Exactly. Right? Especially during COVID, like <laughs> it's so hard and who knows if I would have gotten higher, maybe, I would have just been like that much more comfortable, um, you know, living as an athlete, I'm sure if I would have gotten higher. And so that's, that's one of the things on my, on my notes is 
you know, you do, you actually do have quite a few sponsorships. Mm -hmm. And so you are, your name is getting known for someone who's really only competed at two big CrossFit competitions live. Yeah. You know, you, you got the two online ones too now, but really mayhem and the games last year, or your two live competitions. Yeah, I did. mean, luckily I had a really bad interview, so that, that helped <laughs> me uh, boost my likings quite a bit and boost the followings because of that. So. Yeah. And so you've done really well at both of those. Yeah. And and your sponsorships are lining up, and you are a Nike athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's it like to be with, with the big Nike team? Um, that's just like the ultimate dream, right? Like, I feel like, especially being an athlete in like track and field, um, and those other sports where Nike is so widely looked at by just those sports, you know, because CrossFit's always been a huge Reebok, like that's, it's always been CrossFit and Reebok, CrossFit and Reebok. But as an athlete myself, I'm like, dang, like to be a Nike athlete is the ultimate dream, you know? So when, yeah, when like my agents made that happen, like it was, it was a good feeling and it's just something that not a lot of people get to experience and something that I'll always remember, you know? Yeah. So, and yeah. you know, growing up, Nike was the, exactly. the, the shoe company. Yeah. Right? Like he's it. <laughs> so that, that's awesome. And, and to have them as, is your, probably your main sponsor. And then you have, I mean, you have a lot of other companies that have backed yeah. you, which is really cool. Yeah, I have. And they're all like super supportive. And the cool thing is they got to know me, not just as an athlete, but as like me, Danielle, you know, so that's really fun to build those relationships, you know. So this year you, you decided to go help Carrie, or you wanted to do the, the phase one with Carrie and with Bethany. Yeah. Um, And did you guys go to Vegas to do that? No. So when I was, Sacramento they came to Sacramento so Carrie Bethany and I we all have the same agent and he's like hey like let's get you guys together for the games like it's only gonna make you guys do better so he was like our linking factor and he's like let's get you guys somewhere to compete together and so they came to Sacramento and so I saw something where it it became evident that Carrie was was the best chance to make that top five and Mm -hmm. that you guys really supported her by doing the workouts first and kind of giving her feedback. Is that, is that how it went down? Yeah. So I think it was, I feel like it was after like the first day we kind of didn't know, like Cooper, he helped us out a lot. He's like, okay, I'm going to have Danielle go first on this event, Bethany, you know, and so on for every workout on the first day. Cause we had no idea, you know, we didn't even know each other as athletes. So Cooper did that for us. And after the first day we were like, okay, like these are the standings, but like, with the events coming up, like, how can we, like, make this most beneficial for every athlete? So we wanted the person who was, we thought would do the best to go last. So the second, like, first half of the day, or the second day, first half workouts, we kind of did that again, where, okay, like, Danielle, you'll go last on this event. But then, like, after the standings, we were like, okay, like, yeah, this is going to help me, like, place better in each event but like our ultimate goal is to get someone in that top five and Carrie had the best chance so after that we were like all right Carrie you're gonna basically go last on every event and it's just gonna be back and forth between me and Bethany who's gonna go first or second 
And uh, so we, and I think it totally helped. I think it gave Carrie like good ideas on times and then like, you know, what she could do based off of our performance that would be like that much better. So 100% that's how it happened. It just, it just didn't start off that way. But then we were like, okay, like me and Bethany are kind of out of top five. So like, let's help Carrie get into top five. That's really cool. And, and Bethany is, or not Bethany, but, but Carrie is a very strategic mm-hmm. water and any data yeah. she can get is going to help her. Exactly. So that was really cool of you guys to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was really fun. That was probably the best experience of the phase one. So. So was so, it after that experience that kind of building those relationships with them that kind of drove you to um, want to be coached by Justin or how did that kind of weave yeah. in? Yeah. So obviously like Carrie, Bethany and I just like bonded really well. Like, you know, it's hard. I don't want to like lie, but like it's when you get girls together, it can be like super catty or like totally. a bad a bad competitive vibe. And so yeah. I think we're all scared of that, but none of us were like that. And it was just like amazing. And we all supported each other. And so I wanted to just like continue that. And they brought up, I can't remember who brought it up, but they're like, let's go to Vegas and like go train with Carrie because we still want to be like around this really good energy. And so that was a good opportunity. Bethany and I went out with Carrie for, I think I was out there for over a week and I was like, dang, I just need to like be around this type of energy more. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I was like, okay, like, does Justin want to work with me? Like, and kind of figure it out all that. And he, I think it was more like, I was going to go just train with Carrie at first. Like I was like, let me move somewhere where I can have some training partners. And then talked with Justin and finding out that he was like interested in coaching me just made it that much better and like easier to want to move to Las Vegas. So, yeah. It's, it's funny. We, we do a round table every Wednesday and we pose questions and we were like, if you were an elite athlete, who would you want to coach you? And after meeting Justin, like yeah. he was Amy and I's pick hands down Aww. as who we would want to coach us because uh, just talking to him for an hour, you can see um, the emotion and how much he cares about his athletes. Yeah. And it was just so cool. So, so you and Bethany have both gone under Justin. Yeah. So far, Bethany is still in Austin, but I think she's supposed to move at the end of this month. Um, so I don't know like exactly, but I'm pretty sure she is by the workouts she's posting. Um, and because she's moving here, but yeah, Bethany and I are under him. So, yeah, I talked to her briefly, like through DM, uh, just to get some information around the games. And she said she was definitely going under him, but she had to finish out some stuff in Texas. Right. Uh, but so the morning chalk up is calling you guys the sin city crew. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) I'm, I'm here for it. It sounds like some Avenger thing, so or you know, superhero. Badass, I think it does, right? Yeah. And so, um, and then Justin told us that he's hoping to open up like a uh, phase two of his gym from New York mm-hmm. in Vegas, um, and where he can have all of his athletes working out. Plus, he can get back to like owning an affiliate and running an affiliate which would be yeah. really awesome there too for you guys. Yeah. 
So with all of this, and you said you liked, I, it, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm babbling a little bit, but you said that you, the energy you got from working out with those girls was tremendous. Yeah. And yeah. before, were you working out alone or did you have training partners yeah. there? Yeah, I was just working out alone. I had like the, so a couple of my other friends, they did, they do a different programming and we like maybe once a week meet up and be like, all right, what's on your program? Like, maybe I'll do that workout with you. And so, but yeah, ultimately alone. So. And this, you said this gives you a different energy and a vibe and you yeah. think it's good for you. Yeah. Carrie is just everything. She's just so disciplined and regimented and just like so committed. And I don't want to say that I'm not those things. I'm just a little more like a little more easygoing with it. And the amount of like dedication, dedication that she has into CrossFit is um, something I don't think you see in a lot of athletes. And I just knew that that's what I needed to like surround myself to get to the next level. So even just being around Carrie and seeing her like greatness is a really good opportunity for any athlete. So. So before we get into the fun questions, one last question, what, what is your future? Do you, and what are your goals for this coming season? So I have some big goals, but um, working with Justin, a big thing is like working on confidence and like, he's like, Hey, if we're going to be committed to this thing, like let's go, go big, you know? So a goal of mine is to be in the top five and it's hard with the past two years of not having like solid um, like solid performances, but you know, 2019, I could have been even higher. Mm -hmm. And then like 2020 was just like a weird year, you know? So, but my goal is ultimately is top five. And I think I can do that, especially now with Justin and who I'm surrounding myself with. So that's just my goal. Yeah. Cause if you think about it in 2019, all three of you would have been in that final 10. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, pretty bad. Yeah, that'd be cool. So yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good team. If you're going to train with. So let's, let's hit some, him, some fun questions. And the first one I have for you is, um, I saw you did a live Q and a on Instagram the other night. Oh yeah. And and since I was, I knew I was going to be interviewing you. I was like, I got to see what she says. Cause first of all, your patience for some of the douchebags that send in stuff. <laughs> I think in my head, like, it's just not real. But, like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, this is so funny. But, I, I was like, I was shaking my head like, oh my gosh, she is no way more patient than I would be. <laughs> and, like, I feel like, and those weren't even, all the ones I posted, like, there was so many more that could have been on there. But those were just like some of the most ridiculous. And then, yeah, I just have to show people. <laughs> so you, ha- you made me laugh with your responses to these yeah. people that they were, they, or whatever, they shouldn't have been given the attention they, they had, but you just right. answered it patiently and went on. And I was like, wow, she is a much better person <laughs> than I am. I think people think it's anonymous sometimes. Like yeah. maybe they don't think that I can their profile. I don't know. I have no idea. I hope they know. <laughs> so my first question to you is, what do you do to decompress? You know, being a professional athlete takes a lot of hours in the gym, a lot of time in your nutrition. 
a lot of those things. How do you decompress from all that? Decompressing. Um, I just love country music. So of course, just listening to music helps me. Um, and then lo being here in Vegas has opened up so many more things to do. Um, and my roommate has lived here for, I think almost like 10 years. So quite a while. So she knows like all the super cool hikes. So we've been doing a lot of hiking here and I'm excited to explore like even more. And I'm even excited to go to like Utah and check out all the like beautiful national parks over there. Um, hiking, we've been watching a lot of TV lately, Grey's Anatomy. I just started rewatching some of American Horror Story. Um, so very classic, nothing crazy. Um, golfing, I really enjoy that because it's not too much physical demand, but you're not just like sitting around being too lazy, you know? So I've, I've really enjoyed uh, golf. That was a COVID hobby that I picked up. Do you ever go with Margo? I haven't been with Margo and I feel like I need to get a little better before I go with Margo. <laughs> but maybe I can teach me some things. I don't know. Yeah. So. <laughs> she did compete in the long drive for a season or two. So. Yeah. She's like advanced. I'm like for fun golf, you know, a for fun golfer, surprisingly. Yeah. So you mentioned country music. Mm -hmm. So when you're, when you're in a workout, that's just beating you down. What's yeah. the one song you got to hear on the radio? Oh, pick man. you up and get you going. I love anything Morgan Wallen. Chasing You. That's my ultimate favorite song. Um, Some Girls, Jason Aldean is a really good one. Anything Luke Combs. Um, I just love, and I love working out to country music. You're not a true fan if you can't work out to country music. <laughs> You're not. Like, I love the music that much that I can work out to it. So, I don't know. I know, so I know Saxon plays country music at his gym. Yeah. And sadly, no one here does. No one likes working out to it. <laughs> Carrie hates it. Justin hates it. They were like, when Danielle comes, like she is not, she does not get control of the radio. So I only can put on country when we're doing like accessory work, cool down stuff. Well, so have you ever heard Justin's album? I don't know. I, we heard a little bit of it at the, when we first <laughs> met him. This guy has a beautiful voice. What the heck? Like, and he's just like all around good at everything, but so low key about it. Like he'd never tell you. Yeah. I, um, when researching him, I found that yeah. album. I downloaded it to my favorites cause it's so oh, good. It is. He has a beautiful voice. It's crazy. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's, it's a voice you wouldn't picture coming out of him. No, right. Not at all. Yeah. It's great. Yes, um, it so of the Nike brand, of the, the shoes, what's the mm -hmm. one shoe you go to uh, in an everyday wad? I feel like I wear the Nike Metcon free threes all the time. It, the only thing I couldn't do in them would be like long distance running or rope climbs. But that shoe, let me tell you, I get so many freaking questions about it. It's kind of insane how much people want to know about this shoe, the Nike Metcon Free 3. Wow. I, like 50% of my DMs are about this shoe. It's insane. Well, I don't I know why. Huge, I was a huge fan of the Flyknit. Oh, oh yeah. Those are like the sock, the more, the more yeah. sock. Type. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the one I like to run in if I have to run. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have and the old fly knits, but the new fly knits are really nice. 
I've, I do not have a pair of the new, I have a five. Okay. But I don't have the, I don't have yeah. the fly knit and the five. Okay. Yeah. The fives are good. Metcon fives. Those are good for everything. Yeah. But really like the fly knit or the free threes. Those are my go-to. And so if Nike came to you and said, we're going to make a Daniel Brandon signature shoe. Yeah. yeah. What would the color wave be? Oh man. Probably. Oh, that's so hard. I'm like, <laughs> I feel like my answer is everything right now, but I, I would have to probably go with some sort of yellow. Yellow is my favorite color. If I didn't go like a yellow white route, I'd probably go like a bright pink black. Like, I don't know, one of those combos, but yellow and pink, those are like some of my favorite colors. So some, you know, maybe something a little dark or bright. I don't know that it'd be a tough decision, but probably like a yellow, something yellow. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And would you ever want to be like design your own line? Oh yeah. I'd be so into it. I feel like too, like, I feel like I have a pretty good style that kind of caters to like men and women. So I feel like I would do really good at it. That'd be like a secret, um, secret talent of mine or secret hobby that I'd like to do. So, Hey, sure. Phil Knight, she's ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> oh man. So Amy, do you have any questions to follow up? No, no, I'm loving this. I'm loving just listening. Oh, and I have, I have one more in my notes. Oh, so I am. I, I love your tattoo. Oh yeah. I love the sleeve. So what yeah. does that represent? Um, so I first got just a bunch of like the flowers. Um, I don't know. It kind of like, I feel like a lot of times when people will say, Oh, is there a meaning behind your tattoo? I think sometimes there comes a meaning with it. So you kind of get it. And then you kind of like build a meaning when you get it. Um, and I feel like mine was just, I am a woman and in like, you know, athletics and I'm strong and I have muscles. And a lot of times that that's looked at as like not very feminine. And so I just kind of like love all my flowers because flowers are super feminine, like, you know, um, super girly and whatnot. So I just really like to have those. And uh, yeah, and then I got kind of like the tiger face that's not finished yet. Um, but my mom, one of her favorite animals is a tiger and she has like baby tigers of us. So I wanted a tiger too. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's just like some of those meanings. I have a couple more. I still have to finish it, but that's just like the one on your leg too, like a like a leg sleeve. That's a Chinese dragon, and actually, okay. I think I'm gonna uh, get a phoenix on the other side to kind of make them come together. That's very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Well, Danielle, this has been a blast. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad that we got connected and we're able to do this interview, and uh, we wish you all the best this year. And good luck on the upcoming season. I know it's going to be great uh, with your training partners and your coach. And top five. I can't, can't wait to see you hit the top five. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, you guys. And it was really fun chatting with you guys. It was great. Yeah, this is a blast. Yeah. Thank you so much. And enjoy Vegas. Thank you. I know. Enjoy the heat when it comes. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. So we're coming off the excitement of last week giving away our first original RX Smart Gear jump rope as part of our hashtag 
road to a thousand. Um, so that is awesome. And we want to tell you that we are already 10 subscribers into the next hundred. And so we want to keep that momentum rolling. Let's go. And this is how you can become um, able to win a brand new customized RX smart gear jump rope. And that is one, subscribe to our YouTube channel, the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Two, make sure that that account is public so that we can see your name. And three, share with everybody you know or tag your friends in a post that we may make about it so that we can get to that next level as quickly as possible. Yeah, Easy enough, easier. right? Easy. Yep. Free stuff. Free stuff. And our, one's already gone out the door. So we, uh, we're ready to give away a lot more because we want to get to that thousand so that by next CrossFit season, we can start uh, doing a little more fun and uh, remote location type stuff with the podcast. And we want to thank RX Mark here. They have been an awesome partner. Uh, we couldn't have asked for a better sponsor and partner to this podcast. They are awesome. And uh, it is the holiday season. If you want to buy one of your loved ones a jump rope, easy peasy, go on rxmarkhere.com. You can customize it, get the colors, the, the patterns that you like, and you can get 15% off by typing Clydesdale15, all caps, at checkout, uh, and that gets you 15% off everything in the store except for new releases and special editions. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.